Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live work and play. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation with Delbert, the opportunity to check in with our state leaders, especially as we go into this next legislative session with so much to think about, all this federal money and all these goals. Uh, there are some challenges to address. There are many opportunities to address. Uh, it's probably one of the most complex legislative sessions that we've faced in a long time. We've got the referendum pro- process that's out there. We've got the, uh, you know, the, the ballot initiative. We've got the medical marijuana issue. We've got nursing shortages. Man, it's a lot to think about. And as I said at the beginning of that conversation, our state leaders have to have numbers dancing in their heads. It's got to be just an amazing time. And hope, hopefully they enjoyed their holiday break because they're going to hit the ground running. Hey, one of the things I talk about on a regular basis, whether it's with Mary Graham, at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College or any of our major employers here in coastal Mississippi uh, or any state leader for that matter. Workforce development is a huge issue in the state of Mississippi. There's so much opportunity in front of us if we get this right. And with that said, I've invited the executive director for the Office of Workforce Development, Ryan Miller, to join me today and just chat about where we are and what he does and where he came from. But without any further ado, let me ask Ryan to join us and just say good morning. How you doing, Ryan? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me this morning. It's good. Where are you right now? Right now, I'm in the thriving metropolis of Bay Springs, Mississippi, uh, visiting with a company, our Holmac Corporation. They actually have a footprint there in the Gulf Coast, too. So uh, we're hop, skipping a jump away from y'all, and uh, but it's a, it's a joy to join you from Bay Springs this morning. Well, thank you for thank you for joining us and being outside. I guess it's kind of cool right now there, huh? It's crisp, no question about it. But it feels good. I'm I'm glad the cold weather is finally here. Well, Ryan, do you spend a lot of time on the road visiting companies like this? I do. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of our time, uh, our office has spent uh, visiting a lot of our partners, both industry partners, education partners. Uh, you know, this is a workforce is as complicated a topic as there is. And I think the more partners we can have in the conversation, the better. So being on the road, visiting with companies like Holmac or uh, Mary Graham, you, you mentioned that uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, we do everything we can to try to uh, keep uh, keep boots on the ground in those places to keep the communication and the dialogue going. So tell me about tell me about the Office of Workforce Development in general. What is it all about? So the office, uh, sir, uh, great question. And certainly the office was was created um, two sessions ago with the the idea in mind that uh, we needed to have a central lens through which to focus all of our workforce strategy uh, and and the resources that would go to deploying that strategy. And so. Uh, the leaders uh, there in the state capitol, the governor, lieutenant governor, speaker, and all the, the legislators um, agreed that the state of Mississippi finally needed to have an office whose sole mission it was to develop that strategy and see to it that the resources that the state has uh, are focused in a way that's strategic and efficient and effective. And um, the office came into existence, and uh, I was fortunate enough and blessed to have uh, been asked to, to serve as its uh, first executive director. Well, good. That's good. To, that's good to hear that. And, you know, when you, you heard me talk about workforce development at the beginning of the show, man, that's if you think about vital, like 
planks to a strategic plan for Mississippi, workforce development has got to be way up there on the list, isn't it? Well, it is. And I think each, uh, you know, you've probably heard, I think you said you had uh, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman on, you know, that's that's been certainly something that he has talked to specifically. I've, I've heard the governor and, and speaker both say that it's one of the top issues, if not the top issue facing the state of Mississippi. Um, and so it, it, it is a complicated, uh, very complex matter, but it's one that we have to tackle. And uh, I'm grateful for the leadership's uh, support in that and anxious to really uh, make some make some headway with it. Well, you know, Ryan, it comes in a lot of forms. We talk a lot here about coastal Mississippi, uh, the bookends. I, I talk about the bookends all the time because I think it's important for people to understand that coastal Mississippi is really an economic engine that drives the rest of the state when you think mm. about what we're all about. Obviously, shipbuilding, tourism, Stennis, all the things. The bookends being, of course, Chevron and Stennis, I mean, Chevron and Ingalls on one end and Stennis on the other, and then, of course, mm. gaming in between and hospitality and all of that. We talk a lot about sort of the old economy, which is, and we still do this, which is about uh, uh, really working to get to get companies to locate here, to, to build plants here or whatever it might be, you know, sort of the old model for economic development, but still, still very much a viable part of what we do. Mm-hmm. But there's a new emerging model, which is related to the new economy. And I, I would say that the pandemic has really exacerbated that. And that is that people can now live just about wherever they want to. And, uh, and you know, so they can work for, they can work for uh, Google or, or Microsoft or uh, Amazon and live in Mississippi, especially mm-hmm. if they're high tech jobs and so on. But there's a real, I mean, if you if you think of that about that as a spectrum, you know, on one end sort of it, having the factors come in and the other is having really trained and able people, we cover the spectrum in our thinking about that, don't we? Absolutely. I think the coast is uniquely positioned for that. And just for the sake of full disclosure, I'm a coast kid actually growing up. I'm from Long Beach originally. So, um, you know, the coast is near and dear to my heart. And what I've always recognized about it is it's certainly a unique place geographically, no question. But I think the resiliency and the diversity of the people there lend itself to exactly what you're talking about. Um, I think the workforce, uh, you know, the workforce tapestry that is the state of Mississippi requires us to look at some of those traditional forms of industry and employment. Ingalls, certainly Chevron being mainstays, incredible partners along the coast for decades and decades now. Uh, More of what you might call some traditional manufacturing. Uh, even though b- both companies would tout some of the most innovative practices in their respective fields. But then you look at a group like Stennis and you look at uh, some of the companies that are there, um, you know, uh, built, literally building rocket engines and building rockets in, in some of the, the sophisticated industry sector that you have on that, uh, on that parcel of land. I, th- I think it runs the gamut and the coast is uniquely positioned to take advantage of those opportunities. Its people are uh, resilient and, and industrious. And uh, but you're right. There are also some other opportunities. The pandemic has certainly exposed some so, some uh, weaknesses of ours, but it's also exposed some opportunities. And I think when you have companies that are looking to hire, uh, you know, qualified uh, software developers, data analysts, um, you know, IT kind of centric people who have the ability to look at quality of life, uh, to, to 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 weigh that and where they decide to work and play, the coast is a great example of a destination location for them, and I think you're going to see a lot of opportunity grow there. Yeah, I've had some terrific conversation with, with Eric Hill, as you know, as head of the Center for Entrepreneurship at Mississippi State. Hmm. And Eric has written, and uh, he he doesn't claim the term, but he does say 
and, and what he writes about it, that Mississippi has an opportunity to become sort of the Silicon Delta. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it, there's a lot of factors in that. And I, I would also say that this whole, this whole discussion around the state income tax and how we can become more competitive in that domain may may substantially help in that endeavor. But the whole uh, the whole notion is, uh, that, as Ryan also points out, you, we need to build the sort of places where people can find a spouse. Mm-hmm. That young people tend to want to be together. They want to live, work, and play together. You're seeing an emergence of mixed-use developments all along coastal Mississippi now. Some really large ones, one one up to $50 million that's yeah. been talked about for Gulfport. Um, that's the kind of stuff we got to be thinking about if we really want to attract and, and really push this whole quality of life issue. Don't you agree? Absolutely. In fact, I was talking with a group uh, just last week uh, having a conversation surrounding economic development. I think Economic developers in Mississippi, we've got some incredibly gifted economic developers. I think as you run all the way down into Jackson County, you've uh, got uh, George Freeland, you've got Mary Martha Henson. You go all the way to the the west side and you've got like people like Lindsey Ward in the Pearl River area that are doing some amazing things. But they understand sense of place or what we refer to in our office as social infrastructure. You know, yeah. we, we need we need to worry about bridges, roads, highways, byways. All of those things are very important. But if communities aren't considering uh, the social infrastructure, what are those things that might attract young people or attract uh, retirees, uh, attract a, a diverse population? If you're not thinking through that, um, along with your economic development strategy, you're missing a whole element that's uh, hugely important. Well, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the Economic Development Foundation in Jackson County, and mm-hmm. you know, every time I talk to someone from that community, one is they're very aligned. You know, something that Jerry St. Pay and I have talked about many times before. The mayor Pascagoula and I visited recently. Um, you know, Paige Roberts at the at the chamber is incredibly focused on community building, and George mm-hmm. and Mayor Martha, all these folks are kind of in tune with each other. And what you're seeing in downtown Pascagoula right now. Uh, and you're seeing this in other communities as well, but what you're seeing there in particular is just a, a, a wide array of development downtown that's going to create. I mean, I don't know that people at some point thought that Pascal is a place I want to live. But what right. you're seeing now is, you know, historic district, bringing back old buildings, mixed use developments, new restaurants opening up. That's, you know, it takes a lot of folks to tango when it comes to workforce development, and you can't leave out these critical pieces, can you? No, you can't. And I think, uh, you know, I used to work at the University of Mississippi. I I was uh, worked at the Center for Manufacturing Excellence. Um, And I, I, you know, I recognized talking with young people and as they were exploring some of their career paths, they were keenly interested in how do I balance the work that I want to do with the life that I want to live. And I think uh, our communities on the coast are, are, uh, they've, they've, they've got that figured out. I think we we definitely have to continue to focus on as we go forward. This is Ron Miller. He's the executive director of the Office for Workforce Development. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. See you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. We have Ryan Miller, who's with us today. He's the Executive Director of the Mississippi Office of Workforce Development. You know, I, I see, Ryan, that you have a law degree from the University of Mississippi, but you also uh, went to Croft Institute for International Studies. And I would think that those th- that education has really helped you well, because the point I want to make is that when you think about workforce development, you've got, there's a nonprofit element to it, there's a government mm-hmm. ed- element to it, there's an academic aspect to it. There's a lot of collaborating that you have to do. So you really kind of got to have a global view of things, don't you? Uh, you do. And I, you know, I used to talk to students about this all the time when growing up, um, you know, I was loved baseball and soccer. Those were my two sports there in Long Beach. Uh, but I hated physics. I think the math uh, just, uh, you know, uh, pushed me away. But if, if you had, could have taught me uh, the physics involved in a curveball or the physics involved in the spin of a soccer ball when you're taking a shot on goal, I probably would have been way more interested in physics. So if we can get to students and, and let them understand that in their educational path, these topics are don't exist in a vacuum. They impact one another, and that extends all the way into your workforce strategies to what, what you plan to do with your career. So uh, students at, at, uh, in K-12, through community colleges, and even at four-year institutions need to understand they're in a continuum that impacts one another. So whether you go on to college or not at a four-year uh, institution or not, uh, there are pathways for you if for a, a career and it's impacted by all of those things. They all have that symbiotic relationship. And I think getting young people to navigate that earlier in their educational path, is gonna help them figure out what career path they wanna pursue uh, as they get older. Boy, it's so true too. It is so true too. And it's, I mean, that's, that's really kind of powerful words, but it's the name of the game these days. And what I love about it is, and this is something that comes up with Mary Graham all the time, that, that there are as many people in their workforce development side today as there are in their you know, academic side that's, that will be headed on to uh, a four-year university. That, you know, and some of the jobs, she mentioned a job actually that was a diesel-related position that was over $90,000 a year. I mean, look, I mean, some of the kids that are going through those programs that are not connected to a four-year university will come out with incredible careers. Oh, and it's just and amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and very little debt. I think, uh, yeah, again, so we have a philosophy in our office that there's no plan B. And I think so often this, this week we're going to talk to moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas um, to, to, to convey the message that when we talk to our, our students and our children, we, we can't ask about backup plans. You know, what's your back? Oh, I know you want to go to Mississippi State or you want to go to Southern Miss. What's your backup plan? There is no backup plan. Uh, there are no plan B's are all plan A's. And if you go to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College and you pursue their diesel technician program, we have a partnership with them to grow that program. There's an unbelievable opportunity throughout the entire state of Mississippi to have great career where you're making excellent money and coming out with no debt at the age. So you'd be the age of 20 years old, uh, essentially with zero debt and, and potentially making starting 50 to $60,000 and then within four or five years, making 90 to 100, that's an incredible opportunity. We've just got to convey to students that's as much a plan A as going on to, to law school like I did. Which, wow. by the way, I, mean, I, had yeah. much, I had so much student loan debt coming out of law school and no discernible job opportunity. I probably <laughs> should have gone to diesel tech. <laughs> hey, I, I know several people who might say that as well. Hey, listen, we have a short period of time left. Just real quickly, what do you expect as it relates to your realm of responsibility in this, in this next legislative session? I think uh, our job is to just try to convey uh, how, how we're trying to grow our office uh, in the partnerships, both industry, like here at Holmac, 
uh, but also our educational partnerships. You're going to hear a lot from us as it relates to our uh, growing uh, more of a relationship in our K through 12, uh, trying to get more into some pre-K programs to, to kind of lay the foundation for workforce development, even as early as pre-K. It's important to do that. So you'll see a lot of educational initiatives that I think that we partner with. Uh, but I think by and large, you're just going to see more opportunities where we try to grow those programs like our diesel tech, uh, utility line worker. Uh, you're going to find uh, some some innovative new uh, programs we can't even mention yet that I think are really going to be exciting. So there's a lot to do. This session is going to be exciting. Uh, hopefully I can survive my, my first legislative session. I don't know. The jury will be out on that. Well, as I pointed out at the beginning of the show, it's going to be dynamic. Mm, my goodness. Indeed. indeed. A lot going on. Woo. I mean, when you think about it. So much, so much. So this Mississippi's always going to have challenges, and they're mm -hmm. always focused on trying to figure out what we can do in this session to address those challenges. And then on top of that, with all this federal money coming down, just right. spells tremendous opportunity as well. And we got to take so, it seriously. You know, Once in a lifetime opportunity. We want to make sure we do it in focused, uh, focused fashion. Probably one of the most transformational legislative sessions, at least the opportunity for it to be transformational, in our lifetime. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. And hopefully, uh, you know, we have concerns about inflation. The last inflation report was not a good one. We got a new report coming out. I think January the 12th or somewhere in that, that around about right. that. So we'll have we'll have more information about that then. But it's uh, you know our leaders are going to have their head, hands full. And uh, good luck to you as you continue. I don't. I think you have a lot of alignment in the legislature around. What work, the role that workforce development plays, but your goal is simply just to kind of keep it top of mind for people so they don't forget about that. And exactly in the midst right. of all these other things they got to think about. So <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Ryan, thank you very much. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Good luck to you. And you. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.